Y'all doing out there in Radio Land, Truth Nation. It's Wellness Wednesday on the Tory Lowe Show. It's sponsored by Serona Recovery. Serona Recovery is currently offering a variety of positions. If you're looking for a career in health and wellness, visit seronarecovery.org slash careers. It's Wellness Wednesday on the, on the Tory Lowe Show. And, you know, today I wanted to talk about uh, exercise. They say eat well and exercise. This is what they've been telling us. And I think that when we talk about eating well, I think that some of us are not eating well. I think a lot of us eat uh, foods that causes long-term health issues like high cholesterol, uh, diabetes, things like that. But I think that we got to start focusing in on the exercise and eating well. And, and when we talk about wellness, that's when you feel good about yourself, about when you look in the mirror, that person that you see in the mirror, you, you know, that when you do the exercise and go through the work it takes to be consistent with the exercise and eating well, I think you feel better about yourself. I think it helps build that self-esteem inside of you. So uh, I've been on this journey, this uh, wellness journey, and um, I've been getting up, working out. You know, sometimes I don't want to get up and work out. That's why, you know, that's why I say, like, it have to be, we have to be consistent. But, you know, sometimes it's hard to uh, make that change. They say it take, it take 21 days to make a habit and 21 days to break a habit. But I wanted to discuss just exercising. They say, they say all you need is just 30 minutes to 45 minutes a day of exercise and and sometimes I believe that when people begin to go into that space where they start to work out sometimes you can get intimidated by others who may be a little bit more advanced who may be a little bit more advanced than you at the time so I remember going into the gym and you know I would see guys who had you know what you call what gym rats that were lifting more or they were able to put more weight on or they were making all these noises and grunting, uh, maxing out uh, with a lot of weight. And sometimes you just probably just starting. And sometimes you feel like, hey, maybe I should be able to be doing uh, lifting that much weight or being able to run that long on a treadmill or being able to do what you're seeing. And and I see a lot of people get discouraged from just being around people who just have been consistent and built their way up to a certain degree when it comes to the gym. And, 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 and I got intimidated at first when I used to go to the gym, you know, this was before I, you know, started working out, playing football, uh, you know, doing sports and things like that, boxing, you know, I've, I've, I've been able to get involved in a lot of those activities as a, as a youth. But I think that sometimes I, I, I took the focus off of what I was there for, and I looked at other people who may have been a little bit more advanced, and I, I call that, you know, uh, workout intimidation. You know, you could be intimidated by those around you while you're trying to get yourself together, and uh, I wanted you to know that all, you, all we got to do is try to stay focused because everybody who works out, everybody who started in the gym, everybody has to start on the level where they started uh, – just getting into the gym or getting into the exercise 
idea. And you got to start taking it slow. I think that sometimes we feel like we got to kind of put a lot of weight on or like on the rack, you know, the males. You know, sometimes we see a man come in there and lift 400 pounds and we be like, man, you feel like intimidated a little bit because of what they're doing. And I think that when I started overcoming the intimidation, I, I realized it was better for me to just work at my own pace. And then I got eventually got to the point where I was able to, you know, lift a lot. But I think that we have to get back to the process of focusing on ourselves. And and sometimes you don't even need to go to the gym. Sometimes it's about taking a walk, you know, going for a walk. Walking is exercise. You know how you go to the track and you see people doing a power walk? They're walking extremely fast. And, and sometimes when I go to the track, I see people that are running around, uh, you know, they do a couple miles. And, and when you and I remember I was getting intimidated with that, too, because I was too busy looking at where they were in their life as far as exercise. And, and I have to remember, hey, we have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. And I think that a lot of people are met with that intimidation of others. And I think that how to get around it, how I got around it, was remaining focused on where I was at. And sometimes you got to realize you got to start somewhere. And I started a little bit at a time. Even when I stopped working out, like for the last, what, 10 years, I didn't work out as much. I, 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 I haphazardly worked out. And I had gym memberships that I wasn't even using. Matter of fact, the gym place... <laughs> They know that a lot of people are not going to use the gym. They're not going to use the gym. Like, so so a lot of us had gym memberships that we don't even use. And it and it's steadily collecting that $10 a month or however much a month. And to me, I feel like we have the right intentions. We have the right intentions to get out and work out, but sometimes. We feel like, man, we're so far away from where we want to be that we just kind of try to run away from dealing with it by going to the gym and, and being consistent. So I realized what I had to do this year. This year I finally got it together because I've been working out since, what, January? And I stopped working out for a couple, for a long time. I, I would go sparingly, and then I would try to get back where I was when I was like in my 20s and 30s, and now I have to kind of take some steps back. So I got back in the gym at the top of the year, and I just started taking my time, you know, not trying to lift a lot, knowing that I was, I was you know, bench pressing like 350, you know, and when I was in college. So I couldn't – I'm not at that point. I'm, I'm a little bit older, and at the same time, I have to start back take some steps back and learn the forms again and get back into the routine again. And I think that I'm going through that experience where now I realize that I have to stay focused and get things back to where I know I can be, but I'm taking my time this time. I'm This time I'm, a, I'm in it for the long run. This time I'm in it for the long run. This time I'm in it to be consistent and I'm going to try to see if I can stay consistent throughout the year. And many times our health is wealth. Our health is wealth. And you it doesn't matter how much money you have or, you know, once you get sick, 
a lot of people, they fall apart because you can't take none of this to the grave. You can't take your car to the grave, which you can't take the girlfriend to the gang. You can't take your kids. You, when you're gone, it's just you. And I think that we got to start thinking about long term. Instead of waiting till we get to the doctor and the doctor telling us you may have some issues and then you working from that standpoint. I think that we have to start working, getting active, proactive and not so reactive when it comes to health. And right now I'm on that journey right now. You know, uh, those all those gym memberships that piled up, <laughs> all those all those gym memberships that piled up that was taking that $10 a month. Hey, I'm coming in there like I'm keeping the lights on. I'm coming in there like, hey, look, I help pay for this water to be hot. You know, I'm I'm in the, I'm in the gym now. This is my place. This is hey, look, I'm paying for this. You know, so the mentality, my mentality had to change not only about me and myself and uh my health, but how I approach working out. I mean, we talk about self-love, self-care. That's a part of it. Getting out, exercising is a part of self-care. That's a part of uh, building your health as wealth concept. But, Jamie, how many memberships you got to the gym? Uh, how, many, how, how much you pay a year in gym membership? You know what, Torlo? I'm not gonna. Truth Nation, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, okay? Because this was a revelation that I had to come across, okay? Had to realize there was a lot of monies I personally was throwing down the drain because I wasn't using it how I should have, okay? Right. I had a a Planet Fitness gym membership. Uh, I first thoughts was, hey, I'm I'm motivated. I want to change my life. All right, I'm ready to uh, have that body, that summer fit body. Right. All right, I'm I'm that ready for that pack. life. I'm ready for the six pack. I've always wanted a six pack. It's time to put that work in, and that's where I was thinking. Okay, um, so I decided to go and pay Planet Fitness. I think it was like a ten dollar a month right. uh, gym membership. You know, it sounded well because I I felt like I could also bring a partner on uh, uh, for free. But you know what? Uh, I ended up not using it at all, Tori. Right. I, I had it for a whole year. Paid for it for a whole year um uh so that means i paid 120 dollars all right for an entire year not including uh because uh, a lot of these gyms they they throw on like an extra uh, right 39 dollars right. uh, maintenance fee maintenance fee i paid that too and you know what I, i'm not saying i i got robbed but i robbed myself <laughs> right. you know, i robbed myself of the opportunity to actually get well mm. i robbed myself of those dreams and ambitions that I, I personally have and still have to this day right you know and it's time to actually put that work in and actually Go to the gym. You know, good thing we work for GKB, right, Tori? Right. Good thing we work for Good Comer Brands. We actually now have a gym where we can go to for free. All right. right. So it's included in our new membership, right? <laughs> right. Um, that's facts. Correct. Correct. So, you know, it's, it's so great now because uh, now, you know, Tori, I've seen you. You're, you're taking advantage right. of going to the gym now. You're taking advantage to go uh, hit the bench press. I mean, even myself. You know, one thing that I, uh, well, actually, my favorite, my favorite uh, gym equipment workout item, it's, uh, I think it's called like uh, Joe's ladder or something like that right um and honestly kind of like a bear crawl yeah it's like a bear crawl it's like a bear crawl up a ladder and uh man it, it works wonders it's, it's really great cardio um it's one of those items where because you know some people when they go to the gym they just want to get in and out you know they want to hit whatever they're trying to hit yeah you know, whether it's just the biceps or your quads you know or work out your glute muscles you know all those women out there who are trying to get the bbls you can go work out your glutes you know um but with that being said you know it's one of those things where it's such a great cardio 
cardio workout, you truly only need about five minutes. Uh, I mean, and that's if you can stand the rain. That's if you can stand the pain of five well, minutes of being being on Jacob's ladder. Right. And well, have you ever been intimidated when you came into the gym and saw people that were uh, a little bit more advanced than you were at the time? Correct. Was Tori. that discouraging? Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna say it was discouraging as much as I try to personally use it for motivation. Um, I think when you're new to the gym and you're just getting into the gym. Again, you, when you the gym experience, you, you're walking in there, you're looking at guys who are benching maybe bench pressing maybe two or three hundred, or, or or maybe you're you're looking at somebody who's who's able to run five miles, right? You know, and you want to work up to that level. You yes. you want to actually get it's to gradual. where they are. Yeah, it's gradual. You know, it's one of those things where you need to you need to stay focused on your own journey. You need to stay focused on your own journey and where you're at in life, and figure out what you need to actually work out. Because everybody's workout isn't your workout. Right. You know, everybody's. Uh, how, Everybody's workout is 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 tailored made for them and what they're trying to pursue at that time. You know, so uh Tori, we were having a conversation off air and the the fact of the matter is there are a lot of great principles that you can apply to yourself in your own life just through the by means of working out. Right. You know, uh, you go work out, and because uh, um, at the end of the day, everything is better. an exercise. Yeah, you feel better, but every, everything is an exercise. You know, if you're trying to get better at your job, you have to exercise uh, uh, different different uh, uh, um, administrative things that can help you out. Better planning, scheduling better, um, um, doing other things better, and exercising those things. So. You and whatever you're pursuing at the time can be better, whether it's uh, us here doing the Tory Lowe right. show or whether it's uh, uh, somebody who's trying to develop into how to be uh, better financially, uh, better financial planning. You have to exercise those things so you, too, can have a better financial right. life. Or even you, uh, Tory, when it comes down to advocating, you you planning and scheduling how to advocate better, being right. a better advocate for, for families out there that you're helping saving each and every day. You know, so it's those types of things that when you start exercising those, the, you're ex- exercising your rights uh, uh, for social justice issues or exercising your rights, whether it's just exercising at the gym. You know, the the idea of exercising is so vital to your actual he- uh, overall health as a human being. You know, I'm 30 years old now and I, I have a plan that I want to I want to live to be 100. Right. Well, Ben, if you plan to live to be 100, you need to start living like you're going to be 100. Right. And mm-hmm. you got to make sure that you Plan for that. You that's that's even in the plans. That you know they say you know what they say. They say black don't crack, but that's when you when you start to take care of yourself. And I, and I I see women now like they they be in their fifties and and late forties and and sixties and they uh, hey they they pressure. They looking like they applying pressure. Looking like Angela Bassett. Hey, exactly. You know, I'm telling you, it, it's just amazing what. The body can do if you give it the tools that it needs. So that's why we have Wellness Wednesdays right here on the Tory Lowe Show, sponsored by Serona Recovery. Serona Recovery is currently offering a variety of positions. If you are looking for a career in health and wellness, visit seronarecovery.org slash careers. Hey, when we come back, we'll have more discussion. Stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe. It's the Tory Lowe Show on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You just popped in Kanye West, get right for the summer workout tape. And ladies, if you follow these instructions exactly, you might be able to pull you a rapper, an NBA player, man, at least a dude with a car. So first of all, we're going to work on the stomach. Nobody wants a little tight. And two and three and four and you y'all know what it is, Truth Nation. Your tummy tight and do your crutches like we gotta get ready right for the summer. 
Having a truth, Tori Lowe, Tori Lowe show. Ben Jamin on the one and twos. I want to swing back over to Mexico where uh, this was this was a black group of blacks. Two Americans kidnapped in Mexico, found dead and two found alive. Um, I want to give an update. Do we have any updates on this situation? Uh, once again, uh, terrible situation. I saw the video. It was terrible. There's a video out where they show the abduction of these people, and it looked like they shot the two that died. It looked like they shot, like they they dragged two bodies onto the back of this white truck in 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 when they were doing the abduction. So I don't know if they killed them off the top, but let's listen to see what's happening uh, with the situation in Mexico. Four Americans, possibly in cartel custody Monday night, kidnapped at gunpoint. The group was going to Matamoros, just across the border from Brownsville, Texas. One of the victims, Zindel Brown. His sister told reporters, a group of friends drove there from South Carolina. One of them was getting a tummy tuck. Federal officials say they were in this white van with North Carolina plates when they came under fire from unidentified gunmen. Video shows the attackers loading four people into the bed of a white pickup. People being dragged, barely look conscious. A Mexican citizen died in that gunfire. A U.S. official says the group may have been targeted by mistake and were not the intended victims. Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador addressed the kidnappings, saying, it's already been taken care of. I believe it's going to be resolved. I expect so. I hope so. Matamoros, Mexico is home to warring factions of the Gulf drug cartel. Shootouts there on Friday were so bad, the U.S. consulate issued an alert about the danger, and local authorities warned people to shelter in place. The FBI put out a reward uh, for uh, their uh, safe uh, return. Uh, we're standing ready to provide all appropriate uh, consular assistance. Hey, like, I mean, you got to pay attention to these warnings that they put out. But uh, the mother, um, they say a mother of of six was traveling for a medical procedure. Um, This was the second time uh, Washington McGee, the mother of six, had gone to Mexico for a medical procedure. This is what her mother says. Barbara uh, Burgess, uh, her mother, Barbara Burgess, is telling CNN but, I mean, they got hit hard off the top. Um, it just seems like, you know, when it comes to blacks and uh, traveling outside of America and things like that or going into this situation, they they didn't, it doesn't even seem like it was much of a conversation uh, with these people. It looked like they just came right at them. And so when they took them and, and it seems like they were uh, – putting them in this uh, flatbed that two of them may have already been passed away. But, you know, I think that I want to hear more because they have somebody in custody, uh, a 24-year-old. They said that 
uh, they were being held in a wooden house. You know, in, in some type of wooden house and they have somebody in custody. I'm hoping to hear more details about this. Uh, my condolences go out to the families and the friends that are affected by this. But um, you just got to be careful when you leave and outside of the United States. You got to be careful being in the United States. But, uh, you know, it, this is terrible, you know, and, and it just to me, I'm, I'm hoping that we can get a little bit more detail on this situation because it just looks too aggressive. It looks very aggressive and that for them to have a mistaken of, of you know, they say that these people were mistaken uh, identity almost and they have fell victim to whatever the situation is. I'm hearing that it was they they mistake them for other people that were involved in human trafficking or something like that. But like I said, you never really know until we can get some of the flat out details from the investigation. Plus, they got a somebody that's uh, still alive. They got two uh, people who are still alive and they got a 24 year old uh, person that was actually holding them hostage. I'm I'm going to wait and see what the details are. But once again, terrible situation that happened in Mexico. So for those who are here planning on going on a vacation, make sure y'all go into the proper areas. Uh, Make sure that y'all taking all precautions when y'all go out on these vacations because you never know. Hey, look, when we come back, we'll have a pop culture report. Stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe. It's the Tory Lowe Show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It's the Tory Low Show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Truth Nation, what's poppin'? It's time to tap into Melanie Ricks for the pop culture report on The Tory Low Show on the new 1017 The Truth. One seven The Truth, Tory Low, Tory Low Show, pop culture report. Brought to you by MKE in the morning show host, Melanie Ricks Ew. in the building. Ben, we got to talk about that commercial. I'm what? sorry. Oh, well, let's talk about it. I wasn't expecting so much heat on a Wednesday. You know, we got to drop them flames over here at 101.7 The Truth. Like know? El Fuego. You didn't have to hit us with that. Our, our jingles be so saucy, you know? Pun intended. And we pun got not that intended. chicken. Yes. We got that chicken. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Like how how did that come to life? You know what? So me being Benjamin and the person that I am, you know, I I I uh, say it like this. End of the day, you know, when you are somebody who is a creative such as myself, I procrastinate. I procrastinate, <laughs> right? Procrastination is one of the things that drives my creativity. It allows me to sit back, soak up game, and all these other things. So Daniela, Danielle uh, Hedgewood, um, she is our uh, our marketing consultant. All right, shout out to Danielle. Uh huh. She makes that money. All right, she came to me and said, basically, Ben, I need a fast turnaround on Atwood Highway Barbecue. Um, we need this jingle written, man. We need this jingle. So I didn't know what the hell I was going to talk about. I didn't know how I was going to come up with this jingle. But you know what I did, all right? I went to uh, Billboard. Went to Billboard, and I saw these young women um, out in Memphis, actually. They uh, they reinvigorated the, uh, uh, what is it called? 
what is the freaking song called? Uh, anyway, it's a kid song. Oh, uh, Shabuya. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, Sh- Shabuya. And roll I, call. I love that new song. I know. Facts. I can't. Who who is that that did that new track? I, have, I know what you're talking. about. I have about. no idea. So I just know cute, there's some though. hood girls yes. from Memphis. Yes, yeah, and, and, and I love it. Yeah. So I was anyway. Like, yeah. So I was like, you know, I heard that. It, it, it's a good song. It's pretty dope. It, it's hard, but it's the Shabuya roll call. Right. right. Sure. You know, with, which, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel my like, name is Melanie. Yeah. I like to party. Yeah. And don't you know? Yeah. I like to draw Artie. Hey! That sucked. My name is Ben. Yeah. yeah. I'm going in. Yeah. yeah. I was here at one, but now I'm here till 10. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, your turn. My name is Tori. Yeah. yeah. This is my story. Yeah. God get the glory. Yeah. And y'all just bore me. Yeah. yeah. Boom, tomatoes. <laughs> I thought you could have said something like Victoria. That was good. Those are bars. Those are bars. But yeah, basically, I just sampled that, that Shibuya roll call. And that's how I came with the commercial. I love it. I and, love uh, it. Production at its finest. You know? uh. Last minute creativity. I had to find something that rhymed with Tori. So. Story is perfect and glory. And then, but then bore me. And, I'm like, had, oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what a diss, Tori. You diss me. Uh, no, 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 just bore me. I was talking about just... Sarcasm, fine. Sarcasm, yeah. Thought we was kicking it. I, I thought, <laughs> no, hold on. I thought we were bringing that. Hold, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. For those that haven't heard the commercial, Old we gotta hear. You gotta play it back now, Benjamin. I, I gotta put a commercial. I, back. Somebody may not know what we're talking I about. I guess that's true. Somebody I add just a little context. In and doesn't know what we're talking about. I gotta add a little context to it. That's okay. I can. I can do that for y'all. Y'all, my peoples. No, go ahead and talk while well, finding this uh, commercial. Oh, okay, you gotta find a commercial. But uh, it was, it's it's given. It was ready, but no, it, it, it might be. <laughs> while well, well, we ready in sixty seconds on the, on, on the commercial, is anything updated on Ja Morant? You know what? The thug, the crip. <sighs> He's throwing up gang signs. A lot of the conversation right now, honestly, is coming back to Ja's dad. And perhaps lack of a father figure or some type of mentor figure in his life that's basically being the guy who says no to him. They, the conversation and a lot of the rhetoric on social media is that he has too many yes men around him, including his oh, parentals. Wow. That is terrible. And um, <clears throat> of course, uh, there's also the reports that he could face suspension, which we already knew that was a, a probability. Um, but they're still investigating, so not a whole lot of official um, updates. But, yeah, basically, that's what a lot of social media is now talking about, the fact that he has too many yes-men around him and not enough people telling him and reminding him of who he is, how far he's come, and what he has to lose. I mean, we, this to me, I mean, the story just gets bigger every day. It's bad. I mean, it started and out— And he could face a really lengthy It started out with suspension. two— Suspensions, right? Two games. Yeah, while they investigate, right. and it turned into indefinitely. Definitely. I mean, and Coach Jenkins said it's disrespectful to put a timeline on it because there's just there's so much to it. He called it disrespectful. I mean, it's just starting to become like you know how they was running Kyrie and uh, you know every time I look up on the sports channels now, mm-hmm. it's John Morant. Yeah, and then I saw somebody that made a, 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 a TikTok. Of him being on uh, the NBA 2K, uh-huh. they had him with a mask on and a gun in his hand. Uh. Oh, wow. Like, and then I saw somewhere where uh, that they're saying that his new name is Ja, ja Warren. Warren. Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw that. It's spreading around Twitter. Is this too much for what took place? Well, I'm going to tell you something right here. 
So there is a direct wording from the the CBA, which is the collective bargaining agreement between the NBA and um, NBA Players Association. Um, and to summarize, if he is found guilty of violating the CBA, you know, for possession of uh, a firearm, mm-hmm. it will be up to the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, to hand down the punishment. At that point, he can choose to fine Morant up to $1 million and or serve a suspension. There isn't an established suspension length for the situation. So if he is suspended by the league, the length will be at Adam Silver's discretion. Do you guys think this is like proper protocol? Like, do you do you guys think that the NBA it's is unprecedented? Kinda, mm. You know what I mean. There is no protocol. Like, what they I don't think they've ever dealt with something exactly like this situation. Yeah. So the closest thing I can think of is what happened with Gilbert Arenas mm. when he was playing for right. the Wizards. And I, and I, I brought that up, <laughs> but I that's said, different because I wasn't in right. the locker room. It was, and the gun was. Uh, they said he had no bullets in the gun. Yes. And we don't know anything about John Morantz, but we do unfortunately know that he did have a gun on his person. But, I mean, if it's if he's got his license, and you know, if, if they yeah. can't find that he did anything illegal, then it is what it is. Let, let, let me ask y'all this then. Cause I, but him I, beating up the 17-year-old is bad. Yeah, that, that's terrible. That looks horrible. It's horrible. I mean, you're yeah. a grown man. Um, I'm, I don't play with kids. Right. All right. But uh, with that being said, you know, one thing that I thought about with this is what does this do for his overall career? You know, uh, say, for instance, he's able to come back and play. Right? Does does this does this boost his status? Is he is he more of an icon in the NBA for this, or or is this just you know one of those oh, negatives? Are you talking about for John? Yeah. yeah. Boost? No, I think that it it it, it heightens his profile negatively. Mm. Like he's becoming a risk, you know. Because the one now, if he can recover from this, he's so young though. If he can recover, if he can recover, yeah, from this before it gets to the point where somebody dies. How, do you recover from this though, Tori? Right, I mean, I mean uh, hold on. His, his name's already ran through the mud. All right, remember, uh, he's young. Hold on, remember Plexico Burroughs? and he had that gun in the New York nightclub and he shot himself in the leg. Like, I mean, uh, he hurt himself. No, he, that, he, no, he, no, that, that, no, that's no, what listen, Rabbit did. Listen to what I'm saying. Like, Cheddar they, Bob, they put <laughs> Cheddar you Bob. You know, he wasn't supposed to have the gun in the club. But it's New York. It's laws against that. But he was able to make his way around. But his career was so affected from that situation mm-hmm. that he never got it back to the Plexico barrels that that was interesting uh you know how they was using them as the face of uh, sometimes when you get to a point where they start using you in promotion and 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 Ja was starting to get to the point where they was using his highlights right correct. Uh, he was becoming uh marketable as far as uh, he, he was to the youth right. yeah he was starting to become uh marketable to the youth mm-hmm. and i think that sometimes it slows down that branding process once you jump out there and and have that negative stuff happen. You know, the NBA is a risk. It's kind of like a risk now to put you out there yeah. as the face. Like Michael Vick. Um After he was the, the dog face. Incident. Yeah, Michael Vick was the face of at one point of the NFL. But then once that situation happened with the dogs, it was hard to get him on back to that level of branding. That's interesting. I think there isn't um, as much concrete proof of what Jaws being accused of. I mean, mm, right. him flashing his gun on IG Live, that's pretty telling. Right. We don't know exactly what happened with the 17-year-old, but we know that where there's smoke, there's fire. And I think that he's smart in the way that he positioned it, you know, and saying that he's going to go get help. Because it probably is that. I think that this is probably A mental stuff. health case? It, probably. I, that's, that's, what I be- I think, I, that's what I truly believe. You know, I, I mean... I, I truly believe this is most- a mi- of these type things are. 
I think this you is know? the epidemic here for black men here in America. Yeah. You know, I, I don't see any other any other race or any other ethnic group when when they rise from poverty and get into these these prestige uh, 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 leagues or groups or whatever are, are actually living somebody else's dream, mess it up like that. I, I don't ever see them just, oh, I, I'm a thug now. You know, I, I, I see them usually going going about their day. You know, and, you, and even if so, their people don't press them on that. You know, the fact that John Moran is doing this, you know, one, one, one group of people who actually do spend a lot of time on social media are people in poverty. They spend way more, more time while watching social media, spend way more time on Facebook and consuming this stuff, but also playing into it, commenting, and this all plays into the fact that why we even talking about this right now with J, John Moran. You know, that adds to the the bad perception that people are seeing of him right now. I got I I remember I brought up Paul Pierce and what happened to him when he displayed with some the strippers things with the strippers, <laughs> right? And and he ended up losing his job at ESPN somehow. Right. But now he makes a comment. I knew he was going to make a comment. He made a tweet and he and his tweet said, "When you black and rich, you a target period." Mm. This is what he tweeted in the defense of John ja Morant. But Ja made himself a target. Uh, it's so easy to become a target, though. You know what? I just want to throw this out there, too. Because but I, I don't disregard what Paul said. No, no it's, it's true. But um, your boy Giannis, Yanni, as you like to call him, all right, um, he was uh, making headline news uh, last week on The Daily Show. Okay, and I wanted to bring this up so what, bad. And he was I, roasting them. Well, well, see, this is the thing. So on one end, right, he's talking about the KDs of the world. He's talking about the uh, which he uh, was reading from a screen. A, a, I got you. Right? I, I got okay. you. I got you. No, no need to speak, Melanie. I, I got you. Not me jumping I, on the defense. I, I, hey, hey, I'm like I, what? What you trying to say about Yanni? Facts. That's my hey. boy. All right, <laughs> with books. Four, one, four. We here. Books <laughs> is no, um, I, I felt like it was so sad to see because on one end, Giannis is uh, trying to stand up and be an upholding citizen. He's just a good dude. He's just a good dude to try to stand and live with his morale. The people, the, the society, they, they want the negativity. They, they want to see you talk crap about the next individual. They want to see all the drama. And it's just like, so as a star, as a, as a black star, you have to either be all the way over here and be a, be a, be a great guy because at the end of the day, the world can't wait, can't wait to sit back and be like, man, you are the angry dude that we we thought you were. Well, you are this person that you that we thought you were. Or you can pour into those ideas like a John Morant is doing. Um, even after being being uh, uh, talked to by the NBA, flashing a gun on IG. Personally, me, I still don't feel like that's bad. However, into the eyes of the masses, it is. And it's one of those ideas where it's just like, man, how, how where where do we go? Where 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 do we go as, as as black people? What what is even going on inside of our minds to even feel like we have to? be on either side it's 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 tough it's tough and and seeing Giannis do what he did last week I I commend that man because at the end of the day it's it's a tough spot to be in I know he was reading off a teleprompter or whatever but at the end of the day this is a script that uh, that society wants to give you and they want to throw that that badge on you that you are what you are not and and I and I see that and I always bring up Tim Duncan like Tim Duncan dominated the, the NBA at one point the, the San Antonio Spurs, but now he's out the league. You don't hear him being mentioned uh, in anything because he quiet though. Because yeah, because he took a uh, you know he didn't have the the loud type personality. He was a lunchbox basketball player. He went to work. He played the game. He got his buckets and he went home. Mm-hmm. And now and and I tell people like you don't hear anything about Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. Who actually at one point where the San Antonio Spurs were almost unbeatable mm-hmm. at at a certain point in the NBA, and now that he's gone away, it's almost like that didn't even happen. 
He's just so quiet, right. though, in nature. I mean, you don't really hear too—I mean, Pal Gasol just got his jersey retired right. with the Lakers, but besides that— and and he does a lot of things like mm-hmm. he has like a lot of like philanthropic efforts, you know, especially with women in sports. But I have a response to Ben. Um, ben, I'm gonna tell you right now, they were playing into Yanni's like sense of humor mm-hmm. and his dad jokes and right. all that. Those were jokes written by somebody who thought that was funny. Right. I don't think they were trying to make him look bad. But to your point, they probably were trying to create a villain type idea Mm -hmm. to go along with the dad joke humor but because i've worked with people who think that kind of stuff is funny i'm telling you right now there was a writer or a producer yeah it was definitely somebody that funny thought that that was something that had it would be funny for him to say right correct but we but our sense of humor per se to to Giannis credit he he after he read the script he backtracked yeah, and gave like, them that ain't how i gave them the kudos of course and and gave them the uh admiration and people, behind that. People don't want to see that. People don't want to see that. And I think that's more so the beauty of humanity, right? Uh, at telling somebody that you admire them versus telling them how bad they are at their job, whatever case may be. If we the, spread, goat, the goat conversation. Yeah, the goat conversation. And that, it's, in my honest <laughs> opinion, those are the types of ideas that make you the goat, though. You don't want to make anybody feel bad. Right. Oh, ha. <laughs> 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 uh, look, on that note... When we come back, we have more Pop Culture Report with Melanie Ricks in the building. Stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe. It's the Tory Lowe Show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Truth Nation, what's poppin'? It's time to tap into Melanie Ricks for the Pop Culture Report on the Tory Lowe Show on the new 1017 The Truth. 101. Saving the truth, Tory Low, Tory Low Show, Pop Culture Report, brought to you by Bucks Energy, MKE in the Morning Show host, Melanie Ricks, Ew. in the building. <laughs> what else is going on out here in these pop culture streets? Well, I had I had two things. I don't know which one is better. I have a theory, though. I think that um, Larsa Pippen is dating Marcus Jordan for her Real Housewives of Miami storyline. And I'm mad at myself for only just now realizing this fact. So all the all the Real Housewives, if you watch the show, you'll know that um, the the women have to have like a personal storyline because they got to stay relevant. I think that's part of her storyline because she's just been saying some really crazy things. Like for example, she publicly said the amount of times that they're intimate every night, and she let the public know what size shoe he wears, and like that's cute. But, like, most women would keep that information to themselves. I thought that that was weird because it, it, it came out and I saw the headline. Size 15, by the way. It says, uh, Larsa Pippen says she likes sex four times a night and boasts about boyfriend Marcus Jordan size 15 shoes. Why would you talk about that knowing dang well you have children? That's what I'm saying. Who consume these headlines. Hey, look. That's wrong. And this is so where, it's given maybe fake. Right. This is where I say... Oh, he doesn't wear a size 15? No, it's not that, but it's given... It's fake. It's a fake storyline. Hold on. I did, probably told her kids. I did the math on this. Oh. So that's... Well, your math is mathy? No. I let me, say, let no, me hear about this math. I say... So, so that's 28 times a week. Oh, that math. Okay. All right. Let's go. I mean, is let's that, go down this is rabbit that hole. realistic? Um, 
No. I mean, I don't think for, because she's almost, what, 50 now? Yeah. Can she keep up with that? I'm just saying 28 times She's a making week. up for lost time. I, I think it's, I think I think that's exaggerated. She was married for most of her twenties, or for all her twenties and thirties, pretty much. So Scotty Pippen, an old man, you know. I understand where she's trying to go with this, but it's just sound unrealistic to me. Yeah, like, uh, with the size fifteen shoe. No, no, I'm not no, talking size about the shoe. Sounds realistic. I'm talking about the twenty. more about it. I'm talking about the twenty eight <laughs> times a week. Yeah, I would agree with that. Right. And if you are that many times a week. Do you feel the need to talk about it? I'm just saying. I mean, maybe just, with your girlfriends, yeah. but I don't. I don't see this being public knowledge, like something that you want the public to know, unless there's a reason behind that's it. That's almost nympho level. I mean, and I, I wouldn't say nympho, know, but I, I think that's somebody who's just you know just very very affectionate. No. Okay, so you for I mean, be stretched out. She's stretching this out because she's she has a TV show. Four times a day, realistic, yeah. I guess. I mean, four times a day, I think is definitely extraneous. I don't. I don't. I don't think most people have uh, uh, intercourse four times a day. All right. Some people are too busy to have intercourse four times a day, unless you know, just do real quickies, you know, and call it a day. Oh wow. You know. I mean, but a size fifteen, I don't know. You know. Then you know, dang well, that's realistic. Uh you know what? No, it's not. I, yes, I got, it is. I got to stand up for all my uh, micro penis lives matter too. Okay, oh I just want to throw it out. Guys, <laughs> you gotta go to break. Hey. I'm gonna save the last one for tomorrow because that was a lot. That was a lot. Wow. Hey. Well, I appreciate you for breaking that pop culture report. Shout out to everyone who wears a size 15. Melanie, <laughs> and those that are going uh, four times a day, 28 times a week. Hey, all right. We'll have more discussion when we get back. Stay like that right here on Tory Lowe. 